Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Mays. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Happy holidays. Oh, the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. Oh, <laughs> you that was like every note every you note you sing all of the notes do you like i feel like i'm a mediocre singer you're not bad i'm not bad no you're definitely not bad with some with some like guidance yeah some control christopher mcclure's in the house hey everybody fellow member and i would say uh uh an annual now a an, uh, first annual member of the dead dads club yeah well it's how do been you, a little how do you over say a that? year yeah a little yeah, over a year for me Happy Dead Dad's Club, it's, everybody, anybody who's right. a part of it. No one wants to be a part of it. Well, some maybe do. Some maybe, well, uh, yeah. You know? Some maybe do, because not all dads are good. That's right. Some of them are fucking assholes. Yeah. I mean, but it can mean a lot of things if you hear somebody had a bad dad. Yeah, it's if like, some, what? How? what's the level of bad? Right, but they could have left, they could have been a dick, they could have been there but absent, uh, physically, emotionally abusive. It could have been, uh, it could could be a lot. If somebody says they have a a bad uncle that that's just it, i feel like that's one standard thing. it's just one it, thing it fingers it's fingers <laughs> yeah it's wow you've really filled out <laughs> get over here let me have a look at you do a turn oh I'm, i have had an uncle say that to me come on yes yes everyone has a creepy uncle that's why when i talk about it on stage it hits it the just, room just it, gets silent yeah they're just like you know it's a little too too real yeah too, they're too, like no one forgets their first kiss <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my dad was not a creepy uncle because he wasn't uncle to many but my my cousin tracy his her nickname for him was drunkle joe drunkle joe <laughs> uh, he would just get he would just get drunk and funny and punched out right yeah he would just like my dad alcohol didn't alter his personality it just heightened his goofy jovial he, what attitude what did he do how many uh what, 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 crispy boys or hard stuff he would go he would start like on a model diet with like michelob ultra oh yeah, yeah and he'd yeah. pack like you know he'd do probably like a baker's dozen Jesus. and then he'd go into vodka soda because he still he was very like about his waistline are you kidding he was vain he was like vain about how he looked yeah, isn't so that he's funny just, like eating a birthday cake worth of fucking <laughs> carbs and sugar <laughs> <laughs> just putting away a gallon yeah, of yeah. fucking Mick Ultra. Yeah, Mick Ultra. <laughs> yeah. Little did what he, about your dad? Uh, Chevis on the rocks. Chevis? Yeah, double Chevis on the rocks. Fancy. Carlin, go. You're going to be motherless if you keep sniffing my crotch while I'm trying to podcast. Chevis on the I rocks. I have nothing to add to that, Carlin, but I do think you should go. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, my girlfriend Lizzie, on the year anniversary of my dad's death, um, we went out on my boat, and she surprised me. She called my brother and found out what my dad's drink was, and which is Chevis. And is it Chevis or Chivas? Chivas? I don't know. It's fucking... It's it's it's, it's a hammer. To that's like a ship captain t- cocktail. It is. So she surprised me with... Uh, uh, a bottle of Chevis and a couple of glasses and some rocks, and we went out. And uh, you better have finger blasted her for that. That's romantic. That's so thoughtful. It was so good. See, things like that are better than gifts. But two and a half Chevis is on the rocks, and we're both crying messes on the back of the boat. <laughs> she didn't even meet I the guy. I don't have a dad. She never even met the guy. She She's did. just like, this is so sad. Did you <laughs> meet my dad? Yeah, in phases, <laughs> spurts, <laughs> in spurts. You know, like your dad. Rate him as a father, one being bad, ten being the best. Oh, shit. I mean. I, and I know this is like, there's rough. levels to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he automatically gets a six for never hitting me with a fist or or jerking me off. For sure. Right? That's. I mean, I think you can start at a six if there's no fisting or fingering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. like that. No um, penetration. No, I never saw his dick. Uh, I couldn't pick it out of a police lineup, so I, I saw my dad's dick once, but it was you only were cleaning it. it, it <laughs> right, okay, I saw it he, twice. he was asleep, right? right? Wasn't he asleep? I saw it 
I feel like I've heard you on stage talking about seeing your father's dick. Yeah, I've seen it multiple times, you know, in his in his later in yeah, the, so the last have, months. We're of gonna his shave life. a few fucking points off of Joey P for that one. <laughs> I Sorry, saw it when I was three he's and then thirty six. He just took a step down from the fucking he's not taking the bronze. But it never looked like a dick. That was a weird thing. Like it, when I was three, it looked like a cat. Because I didn't have any perception or context. What kind of fucking cats. Well, I'm just saying, like as a little girl, you don't know what. There's no, you don't have any sexual context. I was just like, there's a yeah. I thought it was a pet. I thought yeah. it was a new family cat. And then as a 36 year old, still didn't even look like a dick. It looked like a you know injured. It's, it looked like an injured. Cat. I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. <laughs> it the like mental image. Injured. I'm just fighting it off right now. I'm going. What do I need at the store when I leave here? What can I stop Therapy off and get? Yeah, I don't want to think about up oh, there. It I is. would say my dad was a solid nine point eight. Yeah, you had a great dad. My dad was um, so uh, he was there until I was twelve, and then he split. And he split kind of shitty. He never abused us. He was never a dick. He never told me I couldn't do anything. Like you'll never do that. He was never that dude. It was more like, hey, dad, I want to. You know, I wanted to be a, a, a musician, a professional musician. When I was from the time I was like six or eight. And he was always like, huh. But so it was not never like encouraging. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is how you do it. It was just like, huh. But it was, uh, yeah, it was never like, he never, you know. He wasn't like engaging? No, he just didn't know. He didn't really know how to be. And then. Um, and when he split, like what, how did, like how did he, was he just there and then gone? He, or did he leave yeah, a yeah. no? No, no, no. He um, was having an affair with his high school sweetheart. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so, so he left like an asshole. Like, typical. And that, that sucked, and he was just—I remember him sitting my brother and I down when they separated, and he was—and he goes, "Look, you know, um, and my brother's—I'm twelve, Brett's fifteen, sixteen, and he goes—he goes, look, I've you know I've been living for this family, uh, raising you boys, and now I just want to go out and start living for me." What? And I'm like, I'm fucking 12. Yeah, Do you and have also, any idea what's going on with my fucking nuts right now? Because I don't. Yeah, can I have a conversation can about we that? Just like and you don't anything? get to stop being, a, you never stop being a parent. Even if you leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, You're yeah. still the father. No, the deal, yeah, the, it's a lifelong deal. It's a sure. lifelong deal. But That's so fucking know, he, selfish. He, yeah, he was just not a strong dude. Just not a strong dude. And, uh, you know, uh, his dad sucked. Um, uh, but... And his dad's dad was fucking awful. So I guess, it, you know, he was... Are you scared? No, no, I'm fine. I mean, they're getting You're gonna better. You're going to break they're, the chain? They're slowly getting better. <laughs> slowly Shit. getting better. I think You're I'm... Like, oh, I'm God. I, he set the bar nice and low. I could jump a fucking <laughs> skateboard over it. Um, but no, he split. And then we were broke forever. And then uh, and then when I was 22, he, uh, he moved in. He came back. And he moved into my house. He lived on my couch. He came back? Yeah. What a like, fuck. It was like a mic drop. And then he came back and asked for like cab money. He was like, hey, look. That's I'm, really I I fucked I said I was out, up. but can you, uh, can you help me? As a matter of fact, when he died, um, I had an old British friend call and check on me like every day. Andy? Andy Gould, yeah. And, and famous Andy Gould sounds like. He like, talked like this and he called me. And, he, and, and I called. He was the first person I called. My brother told me that they found dad. Uh, he called me first thing in the morning and I called Andy as I was driving over to my brother's house and uh, and I wake him up at like 7.30 and he's like, hello. And I go, hey bud, listen. I, I go, um, he goes, is everything okay? And I go, no, I my dad died. And he goes, oh Jesus, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's just, there's just nothing I can, there's nothing I can say. Just, what happened? And I told him, you know, he had a heart attack or uh, you know, I don't know. His head exploded. I didn't see the police report. But <laughs> and he goes, you know, just, you know, this really, I'm so sorry. Now, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm on my way to my brother's. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah, listen. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you call me back in like an hour? Because I was sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker. So, so he was calls. He kidding? No, no, no. So he calls me like later in the day. And he called me oh my God. two or three times that day. And then he called me every day. That was on a Monday. He called me every day that week. And I spent a lot of time with my brother and his, and, and his family that week. Uh, and then uh, Friday night, I stayed at my brother's house so he and his wife could go out and be adults. And I, I put the girls to bed uh, watching Police Academy. Not which, being by a the creepy way, uncle. No, but there's a blowjob scene in that movie. Awkward. Yeah, just heads up. Uh, if you, you know, it's not a perfect classic for a 9 and 11-year-old. 
Uh, luckily, they were asleep, I think. So anyway, but he calls me at like 10 that night, Friday night. And he goes, um, he goes, hey, uh, just calling to check in. What's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm over at Brett's. Everything's fine. I'm with the girls. And actually, I'm feeling fine, man. Thanks for checking on me. He goes, hey, good, good, good. Um, <clears throat> Nathan, I got a quick question. Um, <laughs> hey, do you think I could... Um, do you think I could borrow 300 bucks? <laughs> and I was like, he's like a multimillionaire, right? He's managed everyone. And he's like a huge <laughs> fucking house in the Hollywood Hills and everything. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, of course. Are you, are you okay? And he goes, hey, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need the money. I'm just trying to fill a void in your life. <laughs> <laughs> a Brit with a list filling yeah. your void. Yeah. yeah. He's a good dude, though. He is a great dude. When was the last time you saw your dad before he passed away? I saw him because I know we podcasted month. about this. Yeah, but I, don't I saw know. him a month earlier, and then I talked to him like a week earlier. And you know what the weird thing is? Like he never, he never saw me do stand up. But I sent him a clip. I emailed him a clip of me doing stand up, and I'll never know if he watched it. Well, he did, and that's what killed him. That's what I because he was found on his computer. Yeah. So your stand up, you're literally killing. You should feel proud of yourself. That might have been my first decent gig. Might have been my only one. Right. I should think, well, that give me an agent. <laughs> They're like, what are your credits? I should have that for credits. Yeah. Up next. All right. Our next comedian uh, killed his father. <laughs> you said I killed my dad when I called him and then he passed. Away. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That I remember I, you were one of the first people I spoke to Aww. after that happened that early in the morning. Do you, you know that? You texted me. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was because it, it was too early for farmer boy to be up. Yeah. And it, I. I told you the whole story of me calling and I told this on the podcast last week. So if you're listening and you're wondering what I'm talking about, listen to last week's episode. Chuckles. You got a random message from a dude on Instagram. Another yeah, comedian. From John Heffron sent me a message and you know, I had, I told you I wrote call your, it's still on my bathroom mirror. It says call yeah. your dad because so great. dealing with their memory going is fucking scary yeah it's scary and like i i I allowed that to be how i led my day to just be not to call him because i was afraid of what he wouldn't remember and what Mm -hmm. he wouldn't say and all that it's just yeah it's a it's hard to face it's really hard to face because it's basically you're you're on a conveyor belt and everything's burning around you and you're heading towards a huge fucking fire i mean that's how you see it (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you would be the shittiest motivational speaker. <laughs> yeah, you should just go talk to teenage girls. Just twelve Tony, to Yeah, just twelve Tony to thirteen Robbins. year olds. Well, you got your periods now, huh? Well, I'll tell you about the dumpster fire you're about to get into. Well, you're right. There's there's I mean, the perspective goes on both ends. Like I'm talking about the worst days where you just feel like totally scared. Carlin Go lay down. Stop being needy. needy This is how animals get left alone on the side of a highway. Go lay down. I'm talking about my dead dad. You don't even have a dad, Carlin. His his parents parents are definitely dead. (laughs) Your parents are definitely dead. dead. Oh, my God. Most dogs' parents are dead. And she's not your real mom, by the way. (gasps) Yeah, go lay down. Carlin, go lay down. Go lay down and get in your bed and stay. In your bed. I wish you guys could hear him whining. Go. Get. Lay down. It's so weird. Good. Stay. This is like being around someone when they scream at their kids in front of you. You're well, like, yeah. Well, you're like, I don't look. know what to do. Uh, I raised my voice. I didn't scream. I would have you know. Oh, okay. It was a little bit of a yell. No, it's fine. Are you, call- are you texting Peter right now? Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because, you know, you're still reeling with your mother. You're still losing her. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you... So your dad's dead and you're still Dad slu- died losing September your September 11th last year. And then... Um, never forget. Never forget. <laughs> and then, um, and then yeah, and then mom... And your mom is still... It's the most brutal... That's the part where I'm saying where it's just... That reality is just so fucking heavy. Where you, ha- you have to mourn years. them. It's been six years. The worst, you know... I, I want to say the worst of it's over, but I'm sure I'll be a total shit show when, you know... During the funeral, yeah, I'm sure all of that is like I'm just not thinking about it. But um, you know, the worst is the transition. You were on like the fucking express way. I mean, it honestly you, was like you a were crash literally course like, in get Alzheimer's. Get your fucking degree in nine months. <laughs> was the crash online? Course. Yeah, and we were, you know, 
the thing that I, I've learned from reading about the stages of grief is that literally we were going through the stages of grief the whole year because we started to lose him. And we were like in denial and bargaining and accepting and then, you know, coming to terms with it and then going through it all over again towards the end where we're realizing that we're actually... I just don't know that you can really move through those phases, fully move through those phases with the with the reality of the, you know, they're still here. It's so weird. You know, like there's, there's a finality in that my mom will never speak again yeah. or walk again. Or, you know, um, you know, I, I saw her recently and she looks at me and she smiles, but I know she doesn't recognize me. It's just, you, you don't know. know that. Uh, you yeah. don't, you I know mean, what I mean? Like maybe it, it, you just as much as you don't know, like what's going on because it's such a it's such an elusive disease yeah, because well, it I can put only a pen be in her hand and she came up with nothing <laughs> i gave her three i was like is it ted Danson? huh a is, pen in her hand is it billy ocean or your son chris i mean i really softballed it into her and she couldn't <laughs> she couldn't we, even it, I, i've i've had a better luck doing like a ouija board with a three-year-old <laughs> could you ask if my dad's around I feel oh, like my dad's ghost that. would be too drunk to find Your out where I am. He's in the toilet right now. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, it's running right through me. It's I'm not going to see him. I'm just going to smell food. him. It's just going to be de- it's his fart cloud is just going to be following his, his soul around everywhere. Well, you know, the beauty, and I, we talked about this when, when we spoke the morning that you lost your dad. Um, you get to, like, you, now you get to grieve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, also, you've been in shock this whole last year. I've been like in such shock. Fucking. It was it was like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> it was just like, what fucking movie is this? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus okay, another bomb's was coming. That, was that was that was that is that someone's tummy? <laughs> What's going on? It really and like, you know, I still haven't processed it. I really still yeah. haven't processed it. We haven't slowed down enough. No, no, I haven't slowed down enough. And I'm saying December twenty eighth. <laughs> you are going pear shaped. You are going to go, all the gifts are open. The fudge has been eaten. Oh, I've, I ate everything over Thanksgiving. I ate so much. I'm looking at you. That tapeworm is alive and well. Timmy's doing great. Oh my God. Timmy the tapeworm is doing great. Like I, I must have a tapeworm because honestly, but no, it's just my, it's my metabolism. Like I, you know, I, I've sharded six times since you've been here. Yeah. You gave me two solid bugles when (laughs) when I walked through the door. You walked in the door and I was like. I don't know if we could hang out if that came out of you. This is, I got these books from, was it Debbie Della Rosa or, or Behavior Beth? One of my, my amazing fans sent me Farts in the Wild, Jurassic Farts, and Farts, a spotter's guide. Do you want to hear a meerkat fart? I don't not want to hear a meerkat fart. I don't even know what that is. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Mm-mm. No, I don't buy that at all. Cat fart. I've never heard a cat fart. Not a fan. I'm cute. That sounds like Diplo's last single. <laughs> I, seriously, I think that was, and it's probably fuck me, like number six right now. It probably is yeah. fuck me number six. It, yeah. it's, number, it's climbing on the charts. Man. I can't get enough of these books. Dad? Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, I called you. I called you that morning because I didn't know know who else besides my closest family. And, you know, I I I didn't know who else would understand. Yeah. Well, that's one of the greatest things about uh, being in a situation like that where you're fucking heartbroken and you're just getting... Like when you're that vulnerable and you're that shattered to to be able to speak to somebody else that can know what you're feeling is the best. It's and then just the best. And I told you how, you know, um, with the whole thing about having call your dad in the mirror, being afraid to call him that Sunday before I had like it, it literally felt like the universe was shooken up. I felt like something was wrong internally. I was like completely panic stricken all day long. Panic attack in the kumquats on FaceTime with my sister in the grocery store. 
She couldn't hear me. She said I had to keep repeating myself. John Heffron, that comedian, sends me that message saying, my mom's going through it too. You're not alone. And I really needed it at that time. With all the messages I could have opened, anyone that could have said anything else, something from you, something from my mom, mm -hmm. a random fan, it happened to be this comedian, and, and I told him I needed this because I just had a panic attack near the kumquats in the grocery store. I thought I was going deaf and I was losing my hearing. I didn't have to tell him all that information. I didn't have to give him all of that because I said the thing about hearing, he said, well, just so you know, hearing is the last sense to go. So keep talking to him. And that changed my whole fucking day. Just that one little message from him. And then coming back after my gig at night and deciding to finally call him, even though I couldn't actually speak to him, having the nurse go in and tell him that I love him and that it was me, and I told you that, and that he died. You know, my sister called me. I fell asleep. My sister called me 20, 25 minutes later, and he had gone. He had died. And then you told me I killed my dad. Yeah, I was like, and you, that, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you came over my house the next day with a box. Yeah. A banker's box. A banker's legal box that says McClure's Dead Dad Starter Kit. That's right. Sponsored by Busy Lizzie. Sorry, my girlfriend. It was it was her idea. I mean, this should be. In the box of stuff was her idea. This and needs to be a business. Putting you in the Dead Dad Club was mine, but Lizzie, <laughs> she's so thoughtful. She's just such a love. Honestly, get back in your bed now. You are motherless. Go. Honestly, people need more shit like this in their lives for tragedy. Because there's, oh God, you could get sucked into that sorrow. Yeah. Well, Not that you shouldn't allow the, that, you shouldn't honor that emotion and expel it and feel it and have it run through you. But the, a dead dad's club starter kit? Yeah. Box? That's a good one. Where's right? that? I want that, that. That's like a business. We should start that well, for people. Th so there's, there's a, a huge difference between suffering and sadness. Right. People get bummed out yeah. and like, oh, I'm down. I'm just sad. And it's like sometimes <clears throat> sometimes you're not sad. You're suffering. You're resisting. Yeah. Suffering is saying like this should not be happening. Right. You know, you haven't accepted that it's fucking happening. Yeah. And <clears throat> and that's the thing that uh, when you move from suffering into sadness and you can move into sadness with with levity or with somebody going, fuck. I know what you're feeling right mm -hmm. now. Just it's happening and get into it. You can get sad and you can, that's that sadness is healing. Sadness, it is. Your lung capacity increases. Like you sleep like a motherfucker. You sure when do. You cry like crazy. Oh my God. Like your, your body gets really connected and, and it's, it's cathartic to cry and to be sad. It's different than depressed. It's different than suffering. You're not resisting anything when you're crying. It's actually you're 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 accepting it's it. A real emotion. Yeah, it is a real emotion. And, uh, <clears throat> rather than resistance. And then you know, having people like you know, my brother and I can kind of joke about it. We can kind of joke about mom a little bit, but he's not a big feelings dude. He's a fucking corporate litigator. Yeah, and he fights his feelings. He's suffering. He is suffering. You're sad. I'm sad. Yeah. 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 For sure. You accept but, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you cried in my sink a bunch of times. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And and I also, <laughs> it took me a while to be okay with like being that guy, which means being a slower, like um, I'm not gonna try to dance, laugh and dance my way out of it. I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is our mo. It is our mo. But, and so, but sometimes you have to. Sometimes you, you've got to put on those pants as well and laugh and dance through it to get your shit done. But you also. Have to oh, realize that has that has repercussions. Oh, your fucking ticket's getting punched one yep. way or the other. Yeah, like you're, you're, you're not going to avoid it. it. Yeah, you're either going to end up with a fucking tumor, or or Shark City for a, a whole city weekend, or, or an extra hundred pounds. Yeah, or you don't accept that sadness, you're going to shark. Somebody's going to cut you off, and you're just going to go murder. You're going to lose it. Lose. There your, was yeah. one day where I had stuffed. You know, maybe it was after like doing a weekend of shows or something after he passed. There was a day where I honestly almost threw something across a parking lot, like in the parking lot of the grocery store. I don't. I think I couldn't get something out of the car. Yeah, but you, you could also have been moonsick. <laughs> and it might have been a combination. <laughs> or, you know, just something so little. She's got the stuck. strength of four Jessamays. Back oh, up. I almost 
chucked like some glass jar, just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, well, anger's in there. And anger's good, too. I mean, working it all out is is the name of the game. You know, working it all out. It rather Because the more you resist it, the more can cancerous it, it gets. And having people, uh, you know, that you can speak to directly, I mean, look, a lot of people fucking suck. A lot of people are like, you know, you go to try to, you and I have been around people to where you're talking about your dad and then they immediately jump in and start talking about themselves. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't, that's not what you need. Right. You know, you know, what you need is someone to go either. I know what you're feeling and I get it. And holy shit, I'm so sorry. Right. Or you need somebody to go, I have no, I can't even imagine what you're going through right now. But I can listen. But listen, tell me all about it. Yeah. And, oh. Like or you, somebody who's like, hey, what was your dad like? Like somebody yep. who gets you talking about them. Yep. Like did you, for someone who didn't have, we had such different relationships with our father. Like mm -hmm. did you grieve differently? Like do you yeah. think you grieve differently if your parent isn't as involved in your life? Basically, what I mean, the I'll fuck tell you, a shitty dad? Once my mom's dead, I'll tell you how. This <laughs> is uh, beginning, middle, and end of both. Uh, <laughs> like, well, I would imagine you'd grieve differently if you Well, yeah, dead. with my dad. I mean, I definitely, you know, I cried. Um, I was sad. I wasn't like, God, if we'd only blah, blah, blah. Right. Because, you know, my dad, when he, when he did come back, he was broke. And um, he was uh, an alcoholic. And... You know, we tried to ring him out a few times, put him into a program, and, uh, you know, he got his own place. And then he, we, we got a call from the hospital that he went drunk to a fucking uh, uh, Irish pub to pick up fish and chips. And I mean, how else do you go to an Irish pub? Wasted. Parked his car on the sidewalk, went in, sat on the <laughs> bar stool, got his feet stuck in the, in the little bar on the bar stool. And when, when he went to take his to-go fish and chips out after a couple of tighteners at the bar, he <laughs> fell and hit his head on the bar and went into a fucking blackout coma. And he was in the hospital for like two weeks. And we were like, this is going to be the time. Now we're going to get yeah, him sober. Fish and chips will fucking yeah, set him fuck. straight. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my I will God. teach him. No more fish and chips. You no know, I was going to. The one thing that did me in was that fish and chips. I, it was, I hit bottom when I hit the bar <laughs> hit and the lost top. my fish and chips. That was the good steak fries. Um, tartar Homemade sauce. vinegar. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we rung him out, and he moved back into my house for, for like a year. He lived in my guest room. And... Uh, and then, you know, he just never got his shit back together. So you probably grieved him. You probably grieved a lot when you were, he was I alive. I started going to Al-Anon meetings. And I started um, working on my relationship to my dad and separating myself from In the like, beginning, while he was. While he was still alive. Yeah. This a lot of people is, don't do that. I started doing this fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. People don't know? realize that. And then the ramifications of what happens to your psyche, your emotions, and your soul in the wake of having a parent like that undealt with can be detrimental to all your future relationships for sure for sure and and i think that you know losing losing him put the period on the sentence in terms of like well that's he'll never be he's done being whatever he was going to be <laughs> right he can't so, be any worse now see right 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 <laughs> and he's definitely never getting sober <laughs> right yeah you wonder that like is right? he sober now uh, maybe so uh but there's a relief in, all right, well, that's what it was. Now I'm not, you know, and I, I let go of, uh, you know, Al-Anon really helped. It took me about a year of going to, to meetings to really understand how to let somebody have the dignity of their own, like, what they're life doing. choices yep. and their yep. recovery. That's if difficult because you want to change them so bad. Well, when it's your fucking dad and you're like, look, I make – a good living and you know i can help this guy out you think i you should can just fix help him. him out yeah I can, everyone I thinks can they can fix him. people like that and and so uh when i let that go i really started to accept who he was and i told him a couple of years ago on his birthday i mean he looked like shit and i took him uh down to the beach to grab fish and chips and uh <laughs> tried to kill him yeah, one yeah. More time. i had him i had to sit him on a picnic table <laughs> yeah. you tied his you tied his feet to the, to the <laughs> don't move. i usually just strapped him to a board <laughs> put him on a it was like hannibal lecter every time you try to get him over you brought him to fish and chips yeah yeah and seagulls just this kept taking a, the food out of his belted down arms <laughs> 
<laughs> but I told him, I, I could tell he was just in a really bad way. He looked like shit. And um, I was like, he, he was talking about how he had really bad swelling in one of his legs and the doctor was maybe going to like take his foot. Right. And I go, and he goes, I don't want to, I don't want to be a burden to you guys. I don't want to stick around if they're going to take my foot. And I go, Hey, look, here's the deal. I, you and I are good. I don't want to be a burden to you. Yeah. 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 Oh, he, now he I'll, I'll, I tried that one up. Yeah. I was like, really? Could, now could we square up. Yeah. We square up. I'd like to buy the it's, governor's mansion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In Is the that Midwest. what it's been? Yo, this whole thing, this whole time, you just didn't want to be a burden. Yeah. He just didn't oh, want to God, be a burden. Thanks. Oh, thanks, dad. Well, I just wanted you to be yeah. a dad. I didn't want you to be a burden. Yeah. Well, he goes, uh, yeah, he was like, I just, I wouldn't want to live if they were going to take off my foot. Yeah, I couldn't get around. And that just, and I go, look, whatever you want to do. Yeah, but you're going to miss you out wanna... on all the free parking spots, sweet That's spots. True. Or, you know, meeting my stuff. future wife or children. That stuff but, too. You know, that... But the parking spots. Yeah, the parking spots. For, you know, all that sympathy <laughs> that you would get for, you know, just having the one leg. And so I was like, Probably get a pretty sweet girlfriend out of it. Probably not. I mean, I mean, there's still the rest of them. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, not anymore, but there was. He, he made Gary Busey look like a fucking, like, uh, you know, Academy Award winning fucking... <laughs> Sober person. Sober person. Gary Busey is my spirit animal. Oh, my God. I love Gary Busey so much. He's got a book of poetry out, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. He's Gary the, Busey's he's the Cezanne of fucking... Of, uh, of God, if, if someone made it, he tried it. He's done it. He's done it all. He was not a spectator in this life. No, he was not. But anyway, yeah, so I was pretty complete on my dad in whatever, he, however he wanted to end it or however he wanted to go out. And still, when he went out, I was sad. I still cried. I'll tell you one crazy shift that happened um is that you know i uh i produce and i write and uh and sometimes i'm in front of the camera and and when i i had been uh over the years anytime that i'd see myself on camera if it were something i were producing i would be in the editing bay and anytime i would see a shot and it's usually like this angle over like over my shoulder right my ears and sort of the side of my head and my profile and my hands remind me of my dad and I would, it would make me nauseous. And I'd be like, cut around it. And they're like, well, we don't have another shot. And you're talking to that person. You're like, and I I'm don't like, give a shit. I don't push in. Push fucking all the way in. Because you didn't like the association? I didn't, I, the idea of me representing him or looking like him or being like him uh, drove just me. Like, I just had a visceral fucking reaction. Was this to it. posthumously? No. This so, was before. Before. So after he died, you know, I when I would see that, because, you know, I'd see myself on stage, I like, filming comedy shows or whatever and i would i would see those mannerisms especially like this kind of shit yeah uh, when i'm talking with my hands and it endears me to him i actually kind of celebrate it now i'm actually like you have a new relationship i have with a him. new i'm like complete on uh there's no implication you there's can no let go yeah you let go of the stuff if i'm gonna be like him i'm gonna be like all of his shit right you know or the things that i perceived as shit um I think he thought he was doing fantastic. <laughs> but, most yeah. addicts do. But it was... It For the was, most part. Yeah. Well, you know, half and yes half. and no. Yeah, it's they're like, I'm doing great, a, I'm going to die. An insane amount of pride and entitlement yes. matched with Extreme despair disparity and, yeah. and vulnerability and self-hatred. And, yeah, it's, it's a It's a weird amalgamation of emotion. And they, they are like welded to each other. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, so I celebrate him now. You know, Have I you seen him? Any ghosts? No. Do you believe in that? Mm, I'd like to. Me too. I'd, I'd really like to. I do, I, you know, I told you about that book, Many Lives, Many Masters. Yeah. Um, my mom was really into that book. And I've had that feeling with certain people in my life, like, God, like, you just meet them and you're like, I know I know this person. Yeah, it's somehow. weird. And, you know, like, my mom feels very much like a sibling of mine from some time ago. You like, think that you guys were a sibling in another life? I think so. Um, We're just, there's just a we have an incredible connection like just a really great um we just had a really great even before my dad split and you know we developed like a survivor's bond for being poor it was <laughs> like uh even before that it was just you know i would walk into the room or she'd walk into the room and like shit would just change for both yeah. of us and you know i know it's it was hard for my brother and it's hard you know to kind of compete with that but she and I had a really unique. It's like you and your dad. Yeah, it's it's a lot like my, me and my dad with so, my sisters. But they they recognized it. Well, they we always joked the, I was the favorite. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, it, towards the end, last few weeks, 
but like when he starts stopped talking prior to that, he was able to speak a little bit and to make him laugh. I'd be like, "Your favorite daughter's here. Who's that?" And he would laugh and say me, and then he'd be like, "He'd say the half black one in Miami." I'm like, "What? You?" And then he, and then it's yeah. You'll never know. You'll never know. Yeah, I'll tell you something fucked up. After my dad died, and I collected, and then. I had all of my mom's stuff and my dad's stuff in my garage, right? Like just the books, stuff mementos. you leave behind. Oh, Jesus, get rid of your stuff, people. Please, just like uh, if you're get rid of your shit. if you're near, look, we never know when the last day is going to be. Downsize, if oh, anything, yeah. for the sake of your loved ones, not having to cry over the twenty five hundred pounds worth of Encyclopedia Britannica's that you ordered yeah. online. Why do I need sixteen sets of swim fins? Yeah, <laughs> why do you have thirty seven serving dishes? You never had a party. <laughs> Yeah, so. Why is there? Why yeah. do you have a table runner? Oh yeah, fondue. This will be good. Fondue set. We're yeah. Do How many this? times use your air, air popper? Actually, yeah. use my popcorn machine all the time. Uh, so uh, I found this box uh, that had my brother's baptism certificate in it. Whoa. And uh, so four and a half years before I was born, when my brother got baptized, he was on his certificate. It says Brett Christopher Lyndon McClure. He had my fu- my name's Christopher Lyndon McClure. He's Brett Lyndon McClure, but he, he had, had my name? fucking name in his name. His he had my name, and then I was born, and my parents couldn't think of another fucking name. But you just so got to hand like, me down. Hey, give name? me the one that. What about the one Brett's not using that one? <laughs> give him that one. It's like really not even like Craig, right? You got to hand me down middle Jim, name. <laughs> you know it's not hard. I just came up with two like that. You know, Bill. That's our son, oh Bill my McClure. God. They Nothing. just gave you half. They were the just name. like, "Hey, just take that one from Christopher, and then we'll just call Brett Brett Lyndon, and he'll be Chris." That's good. Fuck it, we're out of here. <laughs> I think it's actually kind of smart. You know what's fucked up? I will never be able to ask either one of them what the fuck that was about. You won't. Were you lazy? Was there a point? Yeah. Who's Christopher? What were the other fucking contenders? Yeah. And also, you know? like, why wasn't there, like, at least a few other options? Yeah. And, and why, did you, why, why did your brother have to hang on to Christopher? Yeah. Fucking. But, yeah, I, I laughed. When I found it, I laughed. And then I was like, I have no one to ask about this. So my brother was a baby. And my fucking, both my parents. Are, are you going to name your kid Brandon Christopher Lyndon McClure? Mayor McClure. Mayor. You could be Brenda if it's a girl. Brenda McClure. Brenda Christopher Lyndon McClure. You no. have to keep it going. Um, that For the rest of your, that should be your lineage. Like, that should be what everyone has to do in your family. Yeah. So like, I, they only get Brenda. Gelotus Christopher Lyndon McClure. The fourth. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas Christopher Lyndon McClure. Ooh, what was the other one? But but yeah. <laughs> Punjab pajamas. Punjab Katar. The fourth. Punjab Katar Anyway, yeah, so whatever. Family family stuff. It's funny. Um I went down to <laughs> whatever family, family stuff. Family stuff. I went down Moms. to Lizzie's uh f- my girlfriend's uh family, extended family I met for the first time uh down in Orange County. Um her family lives in Malibu, but her extended family all met uh, at her aunt's in Orange County. And so for I, the holidays? Yeah, for Thanksgiving. Y'all went so cray? I, went, I met like I think like 30 people for the first time. That's it. That's, I mean, it that's a lot. Uh, that's fuck, when you yeah. need alcohol. It was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was fucking. <laughs> that's when you just start doing tuning, tequila shots. I was tuning up. Yeah. I that's was, when you're like, is I was it three? Where's tequila? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't need ice. No. Yeah. Can I have a straw? So, uh, <laughs> it was, it was great, but it's funny because every family thinks they're fucked up. You know, and and the, yeah, they like, all like they're the most. Oh, is our, I know. Oh, yeah. oh, welcome to our crazy family. We're dysfunctional. We're functionally dysfunctional. And I'm like, Are you I really? don't think anyone in here has a fucking double digit credit rating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think also, you're, and then you're, you're like, come to fun. my family. Yeah, yeah. I think you're all doing fine. You're all doing yeah. great. Yeah. You want my fucking family reunion? <laughs> I got a box in my brother's garage with my dad in it. I have a dead dad <laughs> box under the bench <laughs> I'm sitting on right now. Yeah. Currently. Yeah. Dead dad's club. What, what do you, you like? What do people need to? What do you need to have in the Dead Dad's Club? That's a good tissues. That's a vodka, good question. Tissues, alcohol, weed. Um, yeah, yeah. Food. Food. Food's great. Food when you're sad. You know, when you're grieving, like being able to stuff yourself and like you just gotta fu- yeah stuff it. Well, you know what it is. It's I, I don't think 
I don't believe in like stuffing your feelings or doing anything that's avoiding the no, thing. No, no, no. But but stuffing your foods, face, comfort yeah. foods, doing things that really celebrate you. Yes, things that you like. Celebrating yeah. things that you like. Celebrating, you know, I have been wanting to just go to movies and eat popcorn and candy because my dad and I used to do that all the time. One of the reasons I got my boat was because it's just fucking selfish. It's yeah. just for me. Yeah. I mean, I love having people on my boat, but I, you know, I'm, I'm on my way to It's your to happy my boat place. Today. Yeah. And I go there and I just, if I'm tinkering around on it, I'm happy. If I fucking fired up and just put around the marina, I'm happy. If, if you I just think about out, ways you could kill your girlfriend over the side of what? it. I'm just Never. saying you could pull funny people. Never. I'm not beating. I'm, I can't. I'm not going to You're not going to be that one. person. You're breaking the chain. Well, I'm not going to beat her. You're not going to beat her? Well, I mean, do better than her. <laughs> I might beat her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought about it last night on the drive home from dinner. I was like, where where won't bruise fast? <laughs> where can a bruise hide the best? Oh, get, honey, put the soap in the sock. <laughs> soap in the sock. Uh, no, she's great. But I, uh, yeah, no, I doing selfish stuff that just makes you, like, that honors yourself. And I, also, like, trying to find some balance. Like, what's balance? You know, Stuff in your face and eating foods that you love, but also like going out for a walk, getting outside, getting out in nature a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, for me, it's been like smoking a little bit of blunt, taking the dogs hiking a little bit. Like when I feel, you know, there were a couple days, there literally was a day I told you where I fucked everything up that I possibly could. I'm, my team meeting was at <laughs> one. I thought it was three. Yeah. I'm in the shower at one and they're mm -hmm. like, we're here. I'm like, my, I'm literally my pussies in my hand with soap. Well, there you go. Not going to make it. Wow. Fuck that up. They're like, we got a meeting at Jess's house. Yeah. They're like, we'll be right over. Yeah. Tacos. Blowing smoke rings. <laughs> and then I told you that and you're like, just, you're fine. You have, you have, you're, you're, I think that what you said was you have the right to do this for, you have an excuse for a little while. Yeah. People understand. Oh, and I was got, like, okay. Yeah. I felt yeah, a little bit better. Sure. I was like, I gotta be stopping so hard on myself. And then later on that afternoon, I had to go do Josh Wolf's controlled chaos show. And so I put, the address in my phone, and like a lot of big cities, there are 14 uh, Hermosa streets uh, within a county. Well, now everybody knows where Josh Wolf lives. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find the county, bitch. But I, I, I was like, I'm here. He's like, I don't see you. I'm like, please tell me you're Los Angeles. He's like, are you in DTLA? I was like, yeah. He goes, we're in Burbank. I was like, uh, son of a bitch. Now, now everybody, now we've narrowed it down to like three. So like... And I was like, fuck it. And, and that night, I booked a VIP package show for Dark Rooms. And you're like, I remember you being like, great. So you've had a total day of failure, and you're celebrating with sad music. Oh, not <laughs> only like, that. You, you, you were like, I'm in Silver Lake at a sushi place, drunk on sake by myself, going to go see Dark Rooms. I'm like, why don't you just fuck? Why don't you traffic. put on iron and wine and start cutting? Just just hit the gas, go into I the skid. I literally stopped by a sushi place, got sake drunk. The kid next to me was from Syracuse. Hmm. What are the chances of that? Sat down, met this kid from Syracuse. I got sake drunk, went to go see Dark Rooms. My VIP ticket was for a different band. I spent $150 for some other band. I didn't even get like the oh, right no fucking shit. tickets. What is VIP at fucking that club anyway? Well, you get like... You get to piss in a bathroom that doesn't have hepatitis? You get to get fingered by the keyboardist. Ooh, boy. Yeah, they wear gloves. Uh -uh. And they're shearing soft, gloves. Soft hands, No, though. shearing, yeah. Keyboard players? Very soft. You'll never feel them through the shearing gloves. God, but you can imagine. I haven't been fingered in years. Too bad. You need to get you around some uncles. Ooh. Yeah, but it just was one of those days where I'm like, you know what? I just yeah, gotta but you get to do that mark it up for a loss. You get to do that. And and uh yeah, I think also one of the other things that helped me and it still helps me anytime I get really fucking emotionally overwhelmed or feeling like I'm I'm fucked, uh or my heart's gonna break and I'm never gonna be the same. Um being of service finding a way to be there like for yeah. you right uh i also you know um i had a friend reach out to me one time when i was just in the middle of losing my fucking mind she was like hey uh my my friend is uh her her dad or her mom has early onset and would you talk to her like a total stranger right and i was like yeah and i spent like an hour on the phone with her while i was at uprocks i um uh, <laughs> That's what they were paying me for. <laughs> so I'm, I'm walking around uh, out uh, across the soundstage just having this fucking heart-to-heart powwow with this total stranger. Early on set? 
yeah and about you know the signs and kind of what to expect and and she was like i just this is so nice of you to do this i'm like you don't understand this is a huge huge fucking contribution to me like being able to do this is uh you know it it resets you when you're being of service yeah it's really good to hear how fucked other people are it's it it, it is good because it makes you realize <laughs> oh okay me having a bottle of sake and a blunt on a Tuesday morning well, isn't the the, so bad. Well, at the end of the day, none of us want to feel, although we like to be alone, none of us want to feel alone. We don't. And that's, you know, that, for me, that's one of the things I think that causes so much emotional stress and sadness is your parent leaving you. Mm-hmm. The sense of abandonment, you know, the sense of you really are born alone and you die alone. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. we're all alone. My God. I just had to lighten it up a little because I realized how sad that is. But also, the upside of that is for me and maybe for you as well, I've realized what I can cope with. I've yeah. realized that there's beautiful moments in all of this craziness. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's what makes the jukebox play. It's what makes songs mean things. It's what makes us, you know, fucking live deep in moments and and sit in this fucking experience. You know, it would be it'd be worthless if we we need all the colors. We need all that fucking darkness and sadness. But also, you know, we we don't let other people in sometimes. No. And so, you know, our parents were already in. You know, they were like, you know, they're the family pet that never died. Yeah. You know, it was like, I don't know. They were here when I was born. I don't know how old the dog is. 76. <laughs> and so when they go, there's a there's there's this holy shit. This was a con- this was a constant thing that I let in that was always there for better or for worse. And and then you realize you look at your life and you're like, how many other fucking people am I going to let in? You know, and. And love's that way. Like, love, you have to, like, you got to be able to play full out and love and let people in. And You got to like, let those risks. motherfuckers in. You got to let them in. And, and you know, sometimes you get fucked over, but you also, like, you could be really pleasantly surprised. Yeah, sometimes you held, find yourself in a in a courtroom on February 14th, Valentine's Day, getting a restraining order, but you'll be fine. Well, it depends on where you let them in. <laughs> Right. Oh, the asshole is yeah, in a good place. Okay. So <laughs> don't let them the, in your asshole. We call that the, that's the danger zone. <laughs> All right. It's the no fly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think one, one of the ways you can deal with grieving is anal. Yeah. One of the ways is definitely in the butthole. And um, it takes your mind off of things, uh, it'll change your sleep schedule. The stages of grieving are in no particular order, actually in a very particular order. Are you going to work anal into this? Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. But Christopher McClure's stages of grieving are de anal, <laughs> anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Repeat, rinse, and repeat. Yeah. Correct? Yep, yep, yep. I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, Where do you think you are? Definitely anal. <laughs> I think. I think I'm still in denial. I think I'm going to be in denial. denial. You don't think so? No, 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 no. You're not in denial. I I definitely was in depression. Read them off again. Denial, Mm -hmm. anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance are part of the framework. It's a Kubler-Ross model. Uh, But, you know, there's questions between seven stages of grief or five. The the more um, traditional one that actually has been you know, um, displayed in like psychology books is the Kubler-Ross And on the model. wall of Z Gallery? Yeah, and then on, on, the, on the wall of um, Marshall's decorating decorative <laughs> plaques that tell you what you should do with your day. Um, shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression, the upward turn. This sounds like a, a script writing uh, yeah, glossary. Sounds like m- movie beats. It's, it does sound like movie beats. Uh, the, the catalyst, uh, the inciting incident... The hero <laughs> storms the castle. And then he dies. These are ways to deal with, with the death. So where do you think you are? Do you think you're in... Um, do you think you're in I don't depression? think I'm in anger. Bar- I think I'm in the depression zone. Yeah, yeah. I think I am a you little are. bit. You think so? Yeah, you have no makeup on right now. You <laughs> knew I was coming here. <laughs> the fuck is this? And I have the a hat fu- on. Yeah, you farted six <laughs> times. Yeah, you've let I'm it... I'm in the flatulent you're just letting stage. it all go. 
<laughs> you know what stage I'm in? Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. Oh. Get a get a mop. Oh. Oh my god, that's a that that fart is called the laundry day. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't, it is now. It's laundry day. What did you do? I shit my pants on a podcast. I got so sad talking about my dead dad. I shit my pants. Yeah. Where um. Where can my people find you? You and I actually have been working on so many things for the past year and a half. Yeah. Um, um, where can they find me? I am Chris McClure, C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-L-U-R-E at, uh, on Instagram and the Twitters. Um, yeah, they can find me there. And, and, and where else? Where um, else can they find you? You have anything coming up that you're excited about? Your birthday's December twenty second. Birthday is December twenty second. No shows, um, but you got a couple projects that are you've been working on. Oh, I'm so excited! I mean, I think your main project should be doing the Dead Dad's Starter Kit box. Oh yeah, so just it's just a subscription. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's like the Birch Box. It is. It's gonna be called the Pine Box. <laughs> the Birch Box, and then the like Pine Box. I just sent out tiny caskets. <laughs> They open the they open the box. Here it is. And that's what it sounds like. You are just <laughs> what happened that made you so obsessed with farts? My dad. And your dad just did it to you? Oh my god. My mom, every time I would like even to this day when I fart around her, I did not raise you that way. Yeah. I did not raise my children to do that. It's my dad. He would do pull he was the pull my finger guy. Yeah. He would he was like the last thing he laughed at before he died was farts. So I have an excuse for the rest of my fucking life. All right. All right. I mean, farts are fucking hysterical. Farts are funny. There's just no two ways about it. Farts are funny. Yeah. So my girlfriend is not in to fart humor. She's not? No, I wish she was. I mean, well, I, I mean, she, she should be because of the cookies that she, the, she lays. She down. Holy and they're silent. Nagasaki. They're silent and... It is World War II it realness is literally coming like, out of that asshole. I can't. I don't. I don't want to talk about it because I made a joke about it the other night. Um, we were we were out with some friends. Um, and uh, I made some joke about farting, about her farting, and she did and not she like it. She looked at me. She sent you the devil stare. She's gonna be mad no, at me no, talking about her farts, but she me. she like she hit me a few minutes later, and she goes, "You got to stop doing that." Well, she has to stop leaving us in elevators. Holy fuck! Remember that? I d- I barely. I I, I I think I, your left eyebrow fell off. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over. I'm like, Jesus Christ, she having a stroke? She, she just us, turned into powder. She let. <laughs> Look like you got hit by lightning. She let us blame it on those Asian businessmen. Business She's like, yeah, they, that was brutal. Whoa. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, and they brought that all the way from China. <laughs> Fuck. She got racist in an she attempt. She got racist, and it was her ass. In an att- and it was, I'm telling you, she's so beautiful. I just don't know how that comes out of her. There's another one. Love you, Chris. Love you too, buddy.